It's Randall. This is welcome to the SEO Rant. I am your host, Morty Overton. You might know me better as Wixit officially is on to the SEO community, but I remind you that this podcast has absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing to do with that at all. This is pure, unofficial Morty magic. Where can you find the SEO Rant? You can find it at the SEORant.com. That's so surprising. You can find us on Twitter, uh, SEO Rant. You can find the podcast on Stitcher, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, wherever great, mediocre, and terrible podcasts are found. We are there. When does the SEO rant come out? I don't know. It comes out whenever I feel like putting it out. Sort of comes out once a week on Thursdays. It's kind of been the default. But if I get too busy and I don't have time, I just don't do one. So it actually does make sense to subscribe to the SEO rant wherever you consume your SEO podcast. Today, for your listening pleasure, she is a Moz blog post writer, host of Whiteboard Friday. She's spoken at SMX. PubCon, MozCon, whatever con. She's also a fellow podcaster, host of the Cashing In on Content Marketing podcast. She's also happens to be the marketing director at Factal. She's Amanda Milligan. Welcome. Hi, Marty. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. How are you? I'm pretty good. I realize this is a dangerous platform for me because I think I'm filled with rants at any given moment that my coworkers are probably tired of hearing. So that's exactly, uh, by the way, what I want to hear. So I had Jacob Stoops on the podcast a couple of weeks ago of the, of the recording date of this, and he happened to be having a terrible day. I, I was just, yeah, I, yeah. I listened Gold. to that a couple of days ago and it was like, oh yeah, I had two of the worst days back to back. I, I mean, I felt bad for him, but from my selfish perspective, it was amazing. Great. I hope he has another terrible day the next time <laughs> I have him on. Not that I really hope that. I'm just being cheeky. Yeah. So. I mean, I know that originally we're, and I do want to talk about this. I want to talk about viral marketing and how we don't need it anymore. Um I have a lot to say about that, but there are little things that have been irking me on a daily basis. And one of those things is the emails that I receive, like the cold pitch emails I receive. And I feel like this is just like a universal thing that everyone's annoyed with. And I'll complain about it on Twitter and I'll see other people complain about it on Twitter, but there are just some that are so egregious. Go, go, please just talk about this. Let it all out. That's what I'm here for. Okay, well, the first one is when you're being pitched for the services that you offer, like people just are completely oblivious. They, they're pitching me who works at an agency that does digital PR and content and link building. Do you know the value of link building? I, I don't understand how like people just don't do the bare minimum at all. And the horror, they just are clearly putting me in a template where what I got this week was, hey, I've been following you on Twitter. I was like, okay, they're trying to like tie to the fact that they follow me on Twitter. And their next sentence is, I know that you talk a lot about like freelancers and freelancing. And I was like, I don't think I've literally ever tweeted about freelancing before. (laughs) So I just don't, I don't understand. And I probably... I'm probably biased because like I said, like digital PR is one of the things we talk about all the time. So I'm just like, I guess it's in a weird way encouraging. I'm like, okay, so still there's so many terrible pitches going out. The competition isn't that bad, but man, it's brutal. So I actually, I met Barry Adams on, on Twitter. I didn't meet him meet him because of COVID, but I formally met him because Wix sent him a really bad cold outreach that he really? posted on, yeah, that he posted on Twitter. And then I just steered right into making fun of it myself. Well, I mean, yeah, that was the smart thing to do. Because it was terrible. I actually brought it up to the head of marketing. Um, 
please. Like, this is just like, we do better. I'm not against cold outreach, but like, yeah. at least do some basic research and don't sound like, here's a template. I'll just throw your name in here. I Absolutely. hope you were finding fit. Yeah, to whom it may concern. Dear sir, that's Dear my sir. favorite. Or, you know, hi, dear. Or whatever. I'm like, what? I, I love when I get those high dears. Yeah. I hope you are fine and fit. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. There's, yeah, there's so many. I mean, this could be, I'm sure it was a blog at a time, maybe when this like first started happening and people would record these things. And I'm also not, to be clear, about like, calling out people who are actually trying because i've seen this too recently on twitter and like shaming people for like what they're pitching or whatever like people are just trying to do their jobs i'm not saying you know? True. but True. also like try a little harder <laughs> when it's this bad when it's this bad it's it's pretty rough so i had this experiment that i ran i don't know if you remember the ultimate warrior from 1980s wrestling or heard of him <laughs> He, he looks like he sounds, I mean, the, the man died of a heart attack from ha- doing too many steroids, I believe. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, he was a, a complete maniac lunatic. And his whole character was like saying these absolutely ridiculous things that make absolutely no sense. And I would go to, there's a BuzzFeed article with 13 of the best Ultimate Warrior quotes. And I would go in and when people would spam me on LinkedIn saying, hi, dear, hope you were fine and fit. Would you like to buy blah, blah, blah? I would just answer back with the, uh, with a, one of these quotes, I'll rewind. I was pulling it up as you were talking because I knew I was going to bring this up. <laughs> so there would be, hi, dear. I hope you're fine and fit. Would you like to buy my links to blah, 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 blah? And I would answer back, dig your claws into my organs, stretch into my <laughs> tendons, bury your anchors into my bones for the power of the warrior always prevail. <laughs> That's what, what I'm hearing here. To be, I'm sorry, dear. I didn't understand that. Okay, that is the best response I've ever heard <laughs> to getting emails like this. <laughs> wow. <sighs> you just turned something annoying into like the most entertaining thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it was awesome. And if they if they kept coming back at me, I would just pick another quote. Like, there is no place to run. All of the fuses in the exit signs have been burnt out. <laughs> and then you throw in like, you know what I mean? And they're like, no, I don't know. <laughs> I have no life. Oh my no god, life. that's that's hysterical. Honestly, <laughs> it's really good. But I, I have you been getting LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter spam now? I get it sometimes, but you know, Twitter's better about filtering it out. I think that's why I don't notice it as much. Like it gets in your message requests at least, whereas LinkedIn, it's just like nonstop you know, either connection requests or messages. And I, I, I know that's another thing people have been complaining about all the time is LinkedIn. It's like, you don't trust anybody anymore. We're like, oh, we want to, unless they have something very specific to me that I just can't, I can't edit everybody. Cause I've just been getting tried like pitched immediately upon accepting people that I think maybe just want to connect, you know, uh, and talk about marketing. So that's the thing when you read their bio and I always feel conflicted. I just, when you, you want to click accept, I don't know why I have this feeling. Just, just click accept, just do it. But you read their, their bio and it says paid link specialist. <laughs> link building XE, SEO expert. Mm-hmm. And you know mm-hmm. what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, that's just, that's just the whole thing that irks me every morning when I go to into my inbox and have to sort through it all 
God, just do better, please, please. I don't understand. I mean, I it does take a long time. Like I, I get that. I mean, we we do personalized pitches, so you have to really know who you're pitching. But like your success rate goes up so much if you bother to do the targeting research in the first place. Most of these people shouldn't even be emailing me because I cannot give them what they want. I, right. Not even talking about do I want to like help them or do whatever, but like I. They're like, I have this blog post about auto mechanic. I'm like, that's not at all what I do. So why are you spending your time adding my email? It is absolutely. I had someone ask me if they wanted, if they wanted me to, if they wanted to, if I wanted them, I'll get it out right. If I wanted them to offer me a free website and blah, 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 you know where I work, right? (laughs) Probably not. They probably don't. no. They didn't read anything. They didn't read anything. Yeah, yeah. but uh, damn it! At least read the very work. It's it's frustrating, but it's a good reminder that good work will still be rewarded, even though. And this is the thing, like the general topic of there's so much content now. There's so many pitch emails now. Everybody kind of gets overwhelmed with the volume, and they think, "How am I going to stand out?" And with pitches, I will tell you right now. <laughs> It's not like everything that's coming out is quality. So if you do a good job <laughs> of it, there is still opportunity. <sighs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> but yeah, with the viral marketing stuff, it's so the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because it's been top of mind for me because I wrote a blog post on this recently. And so I'm the marketing director at Fractal, as you mentioned at the top of the show. And I've been working there for six and a half years. Um, and the agency's bread and butter back in the day was viral marketing. And I just kind of realized over time that it's just not something we focused on anymore. Like we just wouldn't say it anymore. Like by, by like 2019, we were not mentioning the phrase anymore. And I was like, we did not, we had this kind of natural growth out of it, but like what happened there? Right. And like, this is still mentioned, viral marketing is still mentioned in our descriptions on different websites. And it's still like, just like this built-in part of our old branding. And I wrote about it and it got a pretty like decent response of people being like, thank you for saying this because we've been struggling in the, especially recently with clients and brands being so focused on viral marketing, right? And what I come to realize was that we were just, we didn't want to do it anymore, not just because like it's tough, which everybody kind of feels like viral marketing, like you can't go viral all the time, but because it's not as effective as it used to be. It just isn't. So, so go ahead. No, you go. No, so that's what I was kind of reflecting on and trying to understand the reasons why that evolution kind of naturally happened. So that's how I was going to ask you. Why do you think that is? Well, back in like 2012, content marketing was still not, I mean, as we talked about, volume has increased so much now. There's, you know, tons of people who do this type of stuff. But back then you went viral. I mean, you really went viral. Like everybody saw something that you did. It was massive. But also over the years, Google has like improved its algorithm. It's more sophisticated. So you have to imagine that over the last decade, viral hits are not going to carry as much cloud as they used to. And you see that in the results over time. So I think that we 
caught like picked up on that i think back then if you did have a viral hit it could carry you for a decent amount of time before you did something else whereas now if you just did one thing that got coverage you'll definitely get the bump don't get me wrong like it's not bad to go viral if that's a byproduct of what you're doing that's awesome you go great i hope you get the the publicity that you deserve for what you did but people and I, I know a lot of my friends in social media who work on the social side of things know that this is a thing when people come to you and they're like, we need to go viral. You know, like this, this is what we need. People, like, every, everyone's trying viral. to be the next long border drinking cranberry juice. And listen right. To <laughs> right. And first of all, you can't even manufacture that. Like those oh, that examples, was amazing. you cannot manufacture those things, but that's what, that's kind of what I wanted to come at and talk about is that mentality. Because if you, decide, I just want to go viral. You're not approaching marketing correctly. You have the wrong goal in your mind and that's going to make, help you make, or not help you, it's going to hinder you and cause you to make the wrong decisions in your strategy. Uh, because even if you go viral once, that can't be the only thing that you do. Like, like, <laughs> it, like I said, it can it boost your, you might have more brand awareness than you've ever had, but then what? You, you can't just drop off and be like, all right, peace, Google. Like, we're done. We're never right. doing anything again. No, it, who remembers the double rainbow guy from 10 years ago? <laughs> but I think it's a funny I, – I, I personally agree with you. I'm all about thinking about your long-term brand perception and branding strategy, mm-hmm. which I find to be at odds with viral marketing as a, as a yeah. construct. Well, and that's, so that's what we started doing. We were, we work with clients. We're like, listen, this is a long-term thing. You don't hire an agency to be like, make me viral and then peace out. And then that's going to solve all your problems. It's just that not... Make me viral. <laughs> it sounds like a disease almost. <laughs> but I know I like, it, it's, it really permeates in a lot of different aspects of marketing. So like I'm from the content and digital PR side. So that's the perspective I have. And obviously with the digital PR stuff back then, it was definitely like, also everybody wants to be in the New York times, right? Like we, we can have these big goals. That's fine. <laughs> we can have those, those lofty goals, but my job is to reset those expectations. Like, you know what? You're probably not going to go viral. Also, you're probably not going to be in the New York Times, honestly. And I'm not here to like sugarcoat it for you and tell you that we're definitely going to make that happen. We, you might have projects that do extremely well, but you probably have to be doing them for a year in order to hit that. It's not something where we press a button, right? Um, also, I, I agree that a one-time bump, like think like uh, discover traffic, just a horrible example. So you get a one-time bump from it and it's great. People came, they bought whatever, they visited your site and, and so forth. But unless you're in there consistently, yeah. that's not a strategy. So yeah, you made it to the New York Times and it was for a good thing, not a bad thing that you did, assuming. Because <laughs> it's easy to get into the New York Times something tar- terrible. Yeah. Great. So now you're not there and you're, you're not there for the next two years. It's mm-hmm. it's way more worth it for, for my perspective, at least if I would rather show up in a niche periodical or something that speaks to my industry consistently than the New York times over and over again. It's the same thing as, yeah, I brought in a million users to my site through Google, but none of them bought anything because totally relevant traffic. Yeah. And that's what I want to say. If somebody's listening and like, wait, I thought viral marketing was a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying you're, you're touching on it, Morty, for sure. You're saying like, it's the strategy. You're overlooking the actual strategic component of deciding what to do. And if you only have your site set on one thing, 
rather than saying, I'm going to create something interesting for our target audience. And if I do that over and over again, it will have a diversity of links, a diversity of public relations success, which looks more natural to Google anyway. If you have a very backlink portfolio, if you've been covered on multiple different types of publications, if the content you're producing is being clicked on and it, you know people are finding it valuable in search, those are the long-term things that are gonna build a brand. Whereas if you just go viral, and you get that bump, that will get you probably some customers or clients right off the bat, but that's not going to do anything for you in the long term. Marketing is very much, what have you done for me lately? Mm. Mm-hmm. For better, for all the marketers listening to this know this, right? Because you do one thing and the good marketers, at least in their heads will be thinking, okay, now what am I doing next? Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough thing. It's a tough, it's a story kind of we have to tell. It's, it's a piece of education where, and even when you're reporting on things, it's a balance. You want to report on those short-term wins. You want to say like, listen, the things that we're doing are getting results, but the long-term results are not going to happen for a while. And but let me show you that this piece was engaged with or that we got this you know piece of coverage. But then in six months, I'll show you how your organic traffic increased, right? So what do you do instead? Or what do you offer your clients instead? When they say, hey, let's go viral. I got the cranberry juice. I got the longboard. I got the Stevie Nicks. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get them to put that all down? And what do you have them do instead? Yeah, so I basically will just tell them kind of what I'm telling you, that we've worked with many different clients over the last decade. And we're only offering this to you because it's what we see work. We don't want to right. engage with you and know that we're not going to get to your goals and to think that you just want to go viral also just having that mentality means you're probably going to do kind of like the kitschy things or like you said like the the cranberry juice you know that whole thing is a great example like oh how so do we... vain it's so vain. it's just it's not something that you can just especially that kind of viral marketing you can't just manufacture that like you know how that happened it's just somebody liked your product to have a good product right so like i i feel i feel people think like like the person who did the, I forgot his name. God damn it. The, the cranberry juice thing. That was amazingly awesome because it was so spontaneous and so natural. Yeah. It was organic. You, it was yeah. absolutely organic. And most, by the way, most things that at least for me that I remember through the years being viral were completely spontaneous things. Yeah. Yeah. So the and very we, notion of trying to go viral just seems what? Yeah. And like, it definitely used to work. Like we had projects, people still have come up to me and they know Fractal because of some things that we did in the past that went viral. Like we did this piece where we used an image of a woman and then we had graphic designers all over the world Photoshop her into what the ideal beauty standard was in their country. And it went everywhere. And back then, this is when like Buzzfeed and Mashable were even more popular, you know, like that, you know, Mashable had a lot of cloud and it went to every major site, pretty much. And people will still come to me like, oh yeah, I remember that project that you did back in, you know, whatever. So it did work, but things have changed. We know in this industry that things do not stay the same. Google's trying harder to see through, okay, they did one viral thing. Are they actually an authority in their space? Do people actually continue to care about this brand? Doesn't look like it because we haven't seen any activity since yep. back then. So. I and authority means something very, very different now than what it did back then. I think authority mm-hmm. is way more content-based, 
way more about the substance that you're offering multiple times or multiple perspectives over multiple pieces than it is, hey, one time I did this. Yeah. So to go back to your question on what do we offer, that's essentially what we offer. We say, okay, we're going to create on-site content for you that's actually really good and deserves to rank. And we're going to do these original studies and surveys and research that we're going to pitch to journalists, but we're not telling you it's going to go viral. That's not why we're designing it. We're going to get media coverage for you, but we're focused on creating something that is interesting and even if it's not interesting to the entire world, it's going to be interesting to the publications that we're pitching and it will get you more authority and it will get you great links. So if you think of those things as your goals, you're much more likely to succeed. Do you ever see the client's faces just drop like in sadness? <laughs> you know, I will say that we are lucky that a lot of the people who have come to us recently have not said the words viral uh, marketing, which has been like, all right, I think we're on the, you know, the upswing, but I know it's not, I see it all the time anyway. Like I see it on social, people still talk about it. Yeah, so that's why, yeah, I mean, it's, I think social struggles with it too, because we see examples of viral posts constantly. So yep. I think it's just more top of mind for, for folks. They're like, oh, you can still get like 70,000 likes on a tweet, make this happen for me. As if that's how it works. That, that person, <laughs> you, what you don't see is that person's tweeted like thousands of times before their viral hit. Right. But also you don't really, I don't remember people because they went, they had that one tweet. I cannot remember any, I see so many tweets. I don't remember any of them, but I do see consistency. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. I know Brody Clark. He keeps talking about search console and discover, or I see, um, try to, I, Mark Trapagan. He's always talking about content, like, that consistency brings out the awareness more than any particular tweet, at least in my opinion. That's a great example. And I think, yeah, if your brand had a hit and you got some followers out of it, did they even stay following you? Do they care about what you're saying? Probably not as valuable as the people who like you understand the type of content you're always producing and find value in it, right? Those are yep. just more valuable followers. But that is so not as sexy as getting 4 million <laughs> likes and 20 million retweets. <laughs> well, the example I have in the post is like we worked with porch.com for a while and we had, we did several campaigns. When I say campaigns, like reports or studies or surveys that we pitched to the media per month. And if you looked over the trajectory of our engagement together, I think a couple of them, maybe two did really well, like a hundred plus do follow links or something wild like that, which is really good. Like, I don't know yeah. if that's necessarily viral in, in the current definition of I'll, that. I'll take it. Right, but it, they did really well. But then everything else was either like medium performing, I mean, average performing across the board. And then there were some things that did terribly that we had to replace for them. And that combination though, over time is what increased the organic traffic. It was not the two hits alone. It was you produce a steady amount of solid stuff that's gotten coverage on national publications and more niche publications. And it's that, those layers that make a difference. That is exactly, that's exactly it. There, I, so, there's no other way to put it. That's exactly what it is. It's, that's the narrative is yep. explaining that to people. And it, you always have to come back to like, even if Google's not at that place now, what are they trying to aspire to? <laughs> They're trying to, to understand that you are just creating good content. Yep. So have that be the start of what you're doing rather than these kind of vanity goals of 
yeah i just want to be like a big deal uh for a day 10x and- content every piece <laughs> right. Every Rather single than piece. thinking about intent or like why should people why are people searching this? No, just make it six, six thousand words and it'll be great. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> that is a whole other conversation. <laughs> and I think this is a good time to stop this conversation because I know my listenership and when it falls off a cliff after 20-25 minutes. So I'm not gonna talk if you're not gonna listen. Um before we end, where can people find you, Amanda? Sure. So you can email me at amanda at frac.tl. I'm over on Twitter at Melanda, M-I-L-L-A-N-D-A. I'm also on LinkedIn. You can find me there. Feel free to shoot me an email or message me on Twitter because I, you probably noticed this, but I can talk forever about any of this stuff. <laughs> like I said, dangerous platform for me. I, I, I feel you. You're talking to the right person about that. By the way, uh, just note, please don't email her pitches cold pitches right. don't do yeah. not cold yeah. you can cold pitch me just do it well look at my twitter <laughs> know what i know what i'm about and then my podcast is a it's a fractal podcast that i host it's called cashing in on content marketing so if you are in content and you want to get buy-in for your content come come check us out absolutely definitely check that out okay so with that the seo rant when does it come out again don't know so make sure you subscribe at the rant.com or wherever you consume your podcast Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you again to Amanda for coming by and chatting with us. And uh, toodles.